Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body and as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it and some marvelous things will happen I won't spoil your experience if you are not sexual you cannot be spiritual because it takes energy to be spiritual it takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions have had after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we aren't talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, your martial arts form. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love flavor. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing and sit the energy going out into the earth and goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a hot to hear. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else is developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosm orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through uh, the thrusting channel in Tibetan, I mean uh, in Chinese. Then it's called the Uma Channel. Right in the center of the body. 
and we say that, well, I don't feel it, you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it, because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it uh, uh, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You've made a decision to do something. It's complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical, the martial arts, into the mental and spiritual things, it's, it's not a three-day wonder. You know, it's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621. American School of Symptometry. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio, and as always, each and every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, this is Symptometry Night, the best health care you have never heard of. 
unless you've been listening to us since March, <laughs> while we've been blazing the galaxy. I used to say we blazed the airwaves, but we've been pushing this thing around the entire world, and the proof is in the pudding. You know, curing is proven. The numbers are proven. The downloads are proven. The amount of work that we all must do here at Symptometry is proven. The number of successful symposiums that we have, the number of successful symposiums that we have planned for 2013, it is proven. So I want each and every one of you to give yourself a hand tonight for just coming in and relaxing with us here on Symptometry Night at Original Native Radio. dream come true. You will hear that particular sound effect tonight on numerous occasions. This is a dream come true. I promise you. Um, Tonight's show is brought to you by RelaxationIsTheKey.com, as well as another proud sponsor, LiberatedRadio.com. LiberatedRadio.com. And I also want to give a big shout out tonight to Fly Philanthropy, F-L-Y, Fly Philanthropy. Big ups to uh, everything that they have going on at Fly Philanthropy um, down here in Atlanta, Georgia. Ah, man, I'm really, really feeling um, all the energy that's down here in the south as we move toward this, uh, the rest of this new millennium. We are already in the Aquarian age. And uh, don't wait till December the 21st, 2012 to think, oh, my God, it's here. It's already here. The Gregorian calendar is severely, severely off, and you are already standing in it right now. Don't get surprised and don't look for any fireworks to jump off either. Um, wow. I just I'm just I'm just really excited about tonight's show dealing with addictions. I mean, this one is going to be bananas. So many of us are dealing with some type of addiction, how it has affected us in our own family, uh by somebody we know or by us personally. It has ravaged and destroyed homes for years and years and years in here in America, around the world, but we stay in America, so this is what we're going to be addressing tonight is the ravaging and the turmoil and just the entire craziness behind this energy of what addictions have done inside and outside of the United States. What type of addictions? Cocaine, weed, sex, liquor, pills. I asked, in, I asked what was a, a, an addiction on my Facebook page, and somebody said money. Tonight we're going to get down and show you that the root cause of this is going to end up in the pleasure center of your mind. The pleasure center of your mind. The overstimulation of it. Don't think I'm going to try to break it down by myself, though. I know better. <laughs> I know my lane. My job is to alley-oop it, play it off the backboard, and make it pop. I cannot do this without my co-hosts with the mostest, my mentor, my good friend, the director 
of the American School of Symptometry, 14 years in the game in Qigong's natural healing medicine, Asian medicine, uh, just all over. A former engineer, he's a scientist, and he has just opened his practice in North Carolina in Greensboro. Known by many names, often imitated but never ever duplicated. Put your hands together for my partner, Dr. Charles Abish. <laughs> Welcome to the show tonight, Dr. Abbott. How you feeling? Well, I feel great today, Coach Kyer. Thank you for those kind words. And I can only, you know, um, Assemble among giants between you and Dr. Nadi and everyone being on task for us to really allow this information to be shared with humanity. And again, this is a, I anticipate this to be another great show and a good evening for us to learn and to um, come together with, with some great science and ideas about how to address something that has affected all of us in some capacity, in some way in our lives, either, as you said earlier, with loved ones, um, people that we know, our friends, or even um, with personal stories. And ultimately, when it you know it comes down to that, I heard you speak on the, you know, the, the pleasure centers of the brain. Um, ultimately, these are... Or you know these they're you know basically parties or, or or congregations that are happening inside of us in our cells based upon um, our indoctrination of our diet and lifestyle that feed these microbes and why would they not want to continue their their the things that feed them. So oftentimes with symptometry, we always say we have to stop. We want them to go away. We have to stop feeding them. But we also know that there has to be a a um, ionization process that happens also. But I also feel that this is really going to be an eye opener. I was just really excited when this topic was chosen because I I can really see how with this we'll be able to address many of the issues that affect so many people that we that we know and um and there are many people on the call tonight I I know will will get something really beneficial by it. And and all we have to do is just turn to some medium to on the internet, the radio, the computer and there's always some type of event and oftentimes at the root of it is an addiction. And then again we know that at the root of an of an addiction is of course there's another effect as well. So some type of imbalance or chemical response that is not properly happening. Whether it's a lack of oxygen or lack of electricity in in the cell. So again I'm just uh, anticipating to uh, enjoy this lively discussion. Oh, 
this one is going this one is going down in history right here. I hope the lines I didn't do the best job of um getting my advertise on, but I'm telling you the chat room is filling up, the call line is filling up. I'm going over to, uh all my social media outlets and tagging my big boys and telling them to come on in cuz this is a grown-up subject for the night for the mature crowd, but it's going but it's also here to save the children. Um yeah. Uh, left Coast, West Coast, uh, the Middle East, the uh, Midwest, the South, the North, all areas, y'all need to be in the building ASAP. And I mean in the building right about right now because we're not talking about just, you know, we're not going to have this thing down to just one or two drugs. We're going to be talking about an addictive lifestyle, but we will be going in on certain drugs tonight. Um, don't worry, we're gonna get to the weed. Don't worry, <clears throat> we're gonna get to the cocaine. Don't worry, we're gonna get to the boy, which is also known as heroin. We're gonna get to the pills. We're gonna get to the sex addicts. Some of you put the money out there. We're gonna get into those of you all who are addicted to adrenaline. We're getting ready to go crazy tonight. I mean, look, it's rocket fuel all over. Everybody put your cigarettes mm. out. Just everybody put your cigarettes out early. You know when I give up the warning, when I tell y'all the warning, I say put your cigarettes up. That means I got tankers coming in with this rocket fuel tonight. I don't want nobody just getting, you know, spontaneously combusting. We got to put out a fire. We're responsible over here sometime. We're responsible for curing. Oh, man, look at all these people calling in, raising their hands already. We haven't even said nothing yet. I ain't even, look, man. No, the chat room, the call is, chat room is Not just the chat room, but I mean the call shoot. They got their hands raised. I'm gonna do. I mean, the tide this is one is banana. In, this one, yeah, yeah. The tide is coming in because the train is leaving the station, and they know we got the answers, and they know I'm not pulling out. I'm not pulling no punches. But you know, I can't do it by myself. This is a dream come true. For me, being able to address this particular subject on a public matter is very, very personal to me. So me, I always, I never, I was always taught never come to a, a gunfight with a knife or a BB gun. So I got to make sure I bring out the big guns, as always, each and every week. I want everybody to get ready to put their hands together for the founder of Symptometry. Man with the plan, too sweet to be sour. They call him Uncle Ian up in Canada. Worldwide, the aliens is looking for him. Zoom him back up. Dr. Maxwell Narty. Good evening, Dr. Narty. How you doing tonight? Oh, fine, sir. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, good evening, Dr. Abbott. Good evening, Dr. Narty. Uh, and uh, good evening, the entire house. And uh, I hear you have a full house, and uh, that will be a thriller for tonight. That's good. That's good. Dr. Nardi, um, before we even get started now, both of us, are, I'm already excited. So if you make sure you put a glass of water beside your telephone so you can drop it in there if it gets on fire tonight, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm already right. excited. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. And some of and, the questions uh, I'm gonna and some of the questions I'm gonna ask you tonight is gonna get you excited. You know, we had a precursor today, so this is gonna be like a WWF wrestling match. You know, so <laughs> everybody, please don't get too close to the cage match. 
Don't get too close to the cage mat because it may be some teeth or some spit or some blood or saliva just falling off for you for those of you all who are sitting front row tonight. So um, before I even start, because I'll probably forget this at the end, you need the book, the most complete, stu- the most in-depth study of a complete person. You need the downside of nutrition, and you need what to consume. You need those books. You need to go over to www.symptometrybooks.com and order your Founders Package, order your Health Champions Package, or at least just get one book tonight. You need to pledge to yourself after some of the information that you are going to hear tonight. I promise you, you will need one, if not all three of those superbly written, insightful manuals. I'm not calling them books. They're manuals. They're manuals. So symptometrybooks.com. Do not hesitate. Participate. Tonight we're talking about lives and saving lives. Somebody asked me what I do. Yes, last night I was at Hustle University's homecoming, and they said, well, what do you do? And I said, I save lives. And that's really what I'm going to have to start telling people faithful. I'm not just a regular life coach or an astrologer or a healer. I'm in it to win it. Dr. Nardi is in it to win it, and Dr. Abbott is in it to win it. This is a dream come true. Dr. Nardi, tonight we're going to get this party started. I don't even... I'm going to let you go ahead and get the floor's ball started without me even throwing you an alley-oop, but I, but I am waiting. I already got four questions lined up, but I'm going to let you just come in <laughs> on some of your research about uh, some of these things that you want to talk about tonight. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Um, I'm very delighted that we have two symptometrists whose um, health centers are already up and running. And, uh, yeah, I say it's very good because <clears> – <throat> The calls that are coming in for cocaine addiction, for marijuana, the addiction to marijuana, to heroin, to glue sniffing, to dog fighting, to cock, uh, what, the cock, cock fighting, and all kinds of addictions, um, symptometry is overwhelmed. And, uh, it is true that we make we we are making a lot of success in this area, but at the same time, I would also like people to come to symptometry, study symptometry, and specialize in this line, this area alone, if they want to. Symptometry is ready to train them, and. Uh, uh, and and to, to support them and to make sure that they, make sure that they succeed because the demand is overwhelming if not overpowering. Why is it that we are succeeding? Because we are the only ones that have the sole authority on this planet to use the word pure. C-U-R-E. Physicians can never use this word. They cannot. They have been treating alcoholics with methadone. What results have they got? Nothing. Some of them have even... um, They have even contracted 
some alcohol specialist to to take care of alcoholics and what they getting in what are they getting back nothing we are the only people who are making it who are making alcohol distasteful to an alcoholic we are making cocaine distasteful to a cocaine addict we are making heroin distasteful to a heroin addict and what are we doing in addition to this we are repairing the person's brain segment by segment brick by brick and the person who is out of prison after 17 years is a loving person again is a forgiving person a forgiving a person when he was in jail for 17 years all he knew was how to beat the system with these new inmates and their new tactics their new plans how to beat the system how to get away with murder and you come to symptometry and we rebuild you and we make you a good citizen again it's all it's a little unfortunate that you have to move to a certain state two of those that we have treated have to have to move to a certain state because where they are uh, they will not get a governor's pardon, uh, governor's pardon. and uh, they have been obliterated completely you know they have been felons forever they have to move to a different state where these laws no longer apply and where there is forgiveness after a number of years they have been rehabilitated and they have married they have children they are good fathers yes now we have we have two women uh, we don't work through the correctional facility we work through parents two two parents have already approached me and they one of them the daughter will be uh, released in about a month's time and from there she'll go to a, a safe warehouse another one too will be released in about six months time but yeah she heard that i'm very very busy so she wants to be lying right now so that as soon as the daughter and the, the, in her case is the granddaughter as soon as the granddaughter comes out uh she will start the treatment right away so we have a good record as far as ending addiction is concerned i don't care the name of the addiction it's totally irrelevant we address the root of the problem which is in the pleasure center of the hippocampus in that pleasure center you are supposed to have amino acids the liver works in tandem with the brain the liver produces the raw materials that the brain cells use to produce brain activators brain connectors and brain stoppers 
you have to know food, the kinds of foods to eat so that a well-decongested and well-nourished liver will transform 22 essential uh, foods that have essential amino acids to 50,000 non-essential amino acids. Out of these 50,000, a few will be in DNA and only one will replace tamine in RNA. RNA is ribonucleic acid. It is the factory in every cellular organelle. Therefore, you have to know how to nourish the cell. The outer membrane of every cell has a bi, a phospholipid bilayer, two layers of phospholipid, phosphorus and oil. What kind of oil are you cooking with? Look at the prisoners, look at people who are in prison, look at people who are in jail. What kind of oil do they cook their food with? What kind of oil? And you say what? It's a, it's a correction facility? Well, I don't know what correction means in this case. Maybe if they, if they, if they, if they meant rehabilitation, okay. Uh, penitentiary, well, to punish, okay. Or they are after, after, after punishing the person, what are you going to do? You are going to release the person to the general population. Fine. What is going to happen? You see, we are here to earn this vicious cycle. Since the beginning of time, mankind has been screwing up. And it's time for this nonsense to stop. It's time for this to stop. And we are stopping it brilliantly. Therefore, don't say you don't have anywhere to go. If your child is in prison and you want your child to be a healthy person, fine. Let me tell you another thing that we have already initiated. In Ghana, my country of origin, if you are a black American and you go to Ghana, you are going to get immediate Ghanaian citizenship. Immediate Ghanaian citizenship. You are going to have two passports. One passport of the United States of America and the other passport for Ghana. When you be, when you become a Ghanaian citizen, you can buy a piece of land. You can own that land. You can start your own business. If you are a rehabilitated person, you can move there. There are people who have been rehabilitated and have moved to other places. If here in the United States, all you do is call people felons, even people who are people who are well behaved, people who have paid their, their due society, 
If all you do here is call people felons, okay. Other countries are now opening their doors. And symptometry will help these people to be creative, to be intelligent, to be geniuses. And now we will see who will win and who will lose. We are doing it because we want this world to change for a better place for my grandchildren, for my great-grandchildren, for your children, for your brothers, for your sisters, for everyone else, regardless of race. Regardless of race. Because when a black person does something, well, everybody is in danger. When a Chinese does something, everyone else is in danger. Look at what happened in Virginia Tech. Look at what happened in Virginia Tech. What was the complexion of the person? What was his origin? It does not matter. Crime is crime. A peptide-deficient brain is a peptide-deficient brain. So let us stop this. And this is the opportunity for men and women, for boys and girls. This starts very early. Jeffrey Dahmer, who killed 18 people before they ended his life in, in a Wisconsin prison. Jeffrey Dahmer, he started this when he was seven years old. Seven. John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy, who killed 33 people in Illinois, in Des Plaines, Illinois, started this when he was 12 years old. Don't say, oh, he's a child, or oh, she's a child. She will grow out of it. Oh, he will grow out of it. Oh, all children are like that. That is not true. I have four adult children. None of them were like that. So don't tell me that, oh, children are like that. They will grow out of it. I know what I'm talking about. And I have proof under my belt. So today, we are talking serious business. And if you want answers, you have answers to symptometry. Thank you. Just getting started. Just getting started. The whole, uh, I have to just monitor the chat room. I don't even know. Boy, let me see here. Which way do I want to go? I'm almost like the cartoon character. Which way did he, which way do I go? Which way do I go? I want to go to the calls, but I have to. Dr. Abbott, do you want to chime in before I start throwing these uh before I start throwing these rainbow alley oops? Uh, certainly. So is Dr. Nardi, how important is it for us to produce these brain essentials so that you know we don't have these type you know, people don't exhibit these this type of um this type of behavior. Well, thank you very much. Um, always make sure that 
the brain is not anemic. Make sure that you don't suffer from cerebral anemia. People, children in primary school are already suffering from cerebral anemia. Anemia of the brain. Anemia of the brain. Mm. And, they, and then you call them oh, um, attention deficit disorder. Hyperacti hyperactivity. Just call a big name and slap it on the child. And you don't know mm. the root cause of anything. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. The child's brain is anemic. Blood is not going there. I wish you could go in. I wish you could be um, on a gurney uh, in a in a medical examiner's office. You could go. You should be. You could be close to a gurney in a medical examiner's office, and you see him use um, the tools to split open the skull so that you see the stuffy stuff called brain full of convolutions. That is the brain. What is in it? What do you see there? It's nothing but nerves. It's nothing but nerves and blood vessels and mushy stuff called gray matter and white matter. What, does, what is gray matter made with? What about white matter? And this intricate network of nerves. Let me, let me tell you how you become anemic. How cerebral anemia begins. In the winter time, you see these young boys standing at the train station in Chicago, the Chicago Loop area. Without wearing a hat, they are not wearing a hat. They are not wearing a hat. Well, don't forget that in the brain, there is no insulation. There is no fat deposit in the brain. So, heat escapes very fast from the head and when heat escapes like this what happens catch a head cold then you call it sinusitis that is a head cold the temperature differential made most of these blood vessels to shut down as a result, certain parts of the brain will not receive nutrients through blood supply. If it is a pleasure center, this is if it's the pleasure centers of the hippocampus that are deprived of nutrients, this is where addiction will start at age three age 4, age 5, age 6, up to age 12. 
Where are the parents? When I'm driving to Chicago early in the morning, I see them very early in the morning. These children are not wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. They are not wearing a hat. Then, when this child develops the addiction to sniffing glue, you don't understand. This is how addiction starts. It does not start only with the kind of foods you eat. No. It's exposure to extreme temperatures that shuts down certain blood vessels. And don't forget, the human foundation is made of nerves. And the brain is full of nerves. If the nerves can receive nourishment, what are you going to have? So this is is how addiction starts. And please learn to nourish the brain properly. Learn Learn to make sure that blood supply reaches every corner of your brain. Don't eat food that is too spicy. Eat mildly spicy foods. I see people who eat some hot food, I mean, no, some very spicy food. You see them, they have to open their nostrils and they have to sweat on their forehead. And what is that? What are you doing? your brain you are causing the shutdown of some of the blood vessels in certain areas of your brain the area that will be affected will not be able to produce activators connectors and stoppers and this is how the problem will begin it depends on the area that is affected Thank you. Well, I tell you, I'm glad I'm growing my hair back, Coach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll think about trimming up a little bit. Uh, I'll think about trimming up just a little bit, but I'm not getting ready to. um, I'm not getting ready to lose all this. Not when it's well. We don't even know if it's getting ready to get cold around here, so I don't even know. Anything can happen. Uh, lately, um, the call-in number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Got the We got to get a little specific. You done gave him the general, but you know I don't play no games. You know that. Got to get to some specifics, and people got some answers out here. But they got some questions, and it's time to bust some heads. Okay, so go ahead and peel out that machete, and let's make it nice and hot. And I first want to talk about. That general, let me see, where should I start? Let's go ahead and go in because earlier today we were talking about they always putting a special on TV about the cocaine wars and the border patrols. And then they got the people uh, sticking, the, sticking the cocaine inside of them and swallowing the cocaine so they can get over here. Then they got the vomit to get the cocaine out. And, That's then, we turn around and say, That's and then we turn around and say, oh, 
it's something wrong with you. It's something wrong with you to want to put cocaine inside of you and then something for you to swallow it and something wrong with you. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. Let's talk economics first. Supply and demand. Yes, Symptometry would not be successful at all. Supply and particulates if there was no demand for the cure. That's correct. So if someone is risking life, limb, family, and a life imprisonment in order to supply something, then there must be a overwhelming demand here inside the borders of the United States. I get I so sick and tired of these right-wing so-called capitalists, Democrats, and Republicans talking about, oh, well, you know, they all they do is produce drugs. They just produce drugs. Listen, if they stop producing the drugs, many people in this United States will go crazy, and that goes all the way to the top. That means attorneys. That means uh, congressmen. Real That's estate true. agents, that is true. That's bankers. That is true. That's not just in the pro- people in the projects. They spend ten dollars. They spend twenty dollars. They get in together and buy a fifty dollar bag. They may go in half on a hundred dollar bag, and they only getting that when they getting their tax returns back. How do I know? Because I used to supply them, and now, but who has the major habit where they can afford? $500 a day. You know, that's that's $15,000 a month. Even if you knock it down to $10,000 a month, what kind of money are you making that you can afford that type of addictive lifestyle with cocaine and then the alcohol and then the pills from the pharmaceuticals, the legal and the illegal, before we even get to the greeny, green, green, before we even get to the sticky icky, we're talking about just the cocaine habit that we have here in the United States. Can you please talk about what symptometry has as far as, like you said, it's irrelevant what it is, but we went into talking about the addictive personalities that so many people have. Can you talk about yeah. what cocaine is doing to people to cause them to desire it so much that people from countries all over the world, Bolivia, Colombia, Nigeria, Mexico, Canada, Cuba, Puerto Rico, would want to bring it here. What is it about cocaine that causes the addiction to be so great? And what can symptometry do to fight it and bring it to a halt? You see, when... I have some free time, that is about an hour and a half or two hours. When I have some free time, sometimes I just go go and drive around and uh, see how beautiful the area is, how the neighborhood is changing and all that, fine. And sometimes when I have some leisure time, um, I ask for all the uh, documentaries that I ask that they uh, they be taped for me. One area, one uh, television station 
um, that uh, I watch um, very frequently is current TV. I hear it is Algos uh, station, I, I, I don't know who, who owns it. But the reason that I like current TV and the reason that I like um, um, Channel 58 in the Chicago area uh, is because current TV takes you deep into the jungle of uh, 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 Colombia, Bolivia, and other places, and even Mexico. Yeah, the one that I saw uh, during my leisure time, uh, that I think that was two weeks ago, was the one to, uh, that uh, was filmed in Mexico. They, was, they were explaining why so many people, they call them mules. Mules are human beings who are hired by the, uh, the, 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 the cocaine lords to swallow cocaine in a plastic bag and then swallow it and then let them walk, let them cross the border to um, certain, I mean, uh, uh, the, the nearby towns in the United States. And then from there, they are giving purgatives. They are giving purgatives to to eliminate. I mean, to to, to eliminate uh, the cocaine bag from their system. And I saw a woman who is 36 years old. I saw another woman who is 35 years old because the journalist was given the permission to interview these people. So it, it was during the interview that I got to know their age. And they speak, the person speaks uh, Spanish very well, Mexican Spanish very well. And the, the translation too was uh, uh, tagging along. So that was how I got to know more about what I was watching on television. These were mules. How much were they paid? Some of them were paid $30. Others were paid $50. The one who was well paid was $100. What was he going to do with this money? I have children back home. I have six children. Okay, I understand. Now, why are they bringing it here in the United States? Why are they not selling it in Nigeria? Why are they not selling it in Ghana, in Togo, is because the market is almost non-existent. It is Americans who, because of capitalism, can afford to buy a tiny bag of cocaine for $500. So, if you hire a mule, to cross the border to Arizona or to other points in the United in the United States, and you pay such a mule hundred dollars, and then you make uh, how many pieces? 
500 plus 500 plus 500, you make about $2,000 in a very small, out of a small piece of cocaine. Then you multiply, make the multiply, just add the multiplying effect to this amount. You are going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. So this is why America has created so much demand for cocaine and they are flooding the United States of America from everywhere. Whether it's from Afghanistan, it's from Europe, it's from South America, it's from Central, Af uh, Central America, from Africa, anywhere. Destination, United States. All right. So I studied this problem. Since symptometry is result-oriented, since our mission is to cure diseases and to solve problems, what are we going to do to stop the demand in the United States? Don't say this is going to be a Herculean task. The longest journey always starts with the first step. So what are we doing? That's why I started with cerebral anemia in the children, in the schools. Besides the diet, make sure that your children are properly dressed. Then we go to the diets later. As far as the diet is concerned, you have the, what to consume. That is a, that, that, that's the best guide right there. Because if you stay within the parameters, within the guidelines of this book, you seldom make mistakes. We are coming up with a cookbook, and I've reviewed it. I still have, I think, a, a few more pages to go just for scientific details. And this book will be available. Now, people should not have a reason for saying, I don't know how to cook. You, you, you be able to know how to cook certain foods that are nourishing to your child's brain. And once your child's brain is well nourished, there will be no addiction. This was how all my children have never had any addiction for any of these things. We don't even have coffee. I mean, we don't even have teacups. We don't even have teacups in our home. My daughters don't have teacups. The addiction is nipped in the bud right there. Know how to nourish the person's brain. And when it is cold, know how to put on their heart. By stopping the demand here, we are going to dry up the swamp all over the world. We are going to dry up the swamp. And if the demand no longer exists or it has reduced to almost a drop or a trickle, what will the people in Guatemala what would the people in Bolivia, what would the people in Colombia do? They will have to find a, another way.
to make a living, but not by selling cocaine to the United States. What about the people in Afghanistan? The destination will no longer be the United States. This is how you sanitize the United States of America. Don't tell me that it cannot be done. If the penitentiaries will not do it, let them run the system because it is an industry. People's jobs are at stake. Let them run it the, one, the, the way they want. But parents who want their children not to go that route anymore, they have symptometry that is available to help them to beat the odds. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, <clears throat> they have a book, and this is very interesting. I'm going to go uh, for, um, since we're on the record tonight, I want people to be able to um, go and pull this book up, and I want to make sure I give out the um, give out the right author. Um, this book is called America's First, and is written by Charles Edwards. And on the cover, there is a uh, there is a black man. And um, it says, on December 7, 2005, history will be made in America. The Giovinci family has a plan to stop the legalization of drugs, but there is one problem. They put a black president in the White House. <laughs> Charles, Edwards, Charles Edwards presents America's First. Now, this book was written in 2000, and you know our president was not elected until 2008. But in this book, which is supposed to be fictional, written in 2000. It said on uh, 2005, in December the 7th, which will be seven years after that date um, in about uh, next week, we now have a black president in the office who is from Chicago. And this particular president, uh, his name in the book, the fictional character was Calvin Smart. And um, he was from... Illinois, <laughs> and both his parents were dead. And as he came up, just like our president, both his both his parents are dead. And um, he got into election. He didn't win the election. He got into office due to the two presidents, uh, the president and the vice president being assassinated. Mm -hmm. He came up through order of succession, and at his first press conference, Someone asked him, well, do you have any uh, research about the legalization of drugs? And he said, oh, no, I'm not going to ever do that. You know, I haven't even heard of anything like that, but, um, you know, why would I do that? And so over the months that he stayed in office, that, that, that reporter kept asking him about it, and he finally pulled up the statistics and it was the exact same thing that you just said about all these countries making not billions of dollars, trillions of dollars off the U.S. economy for That's their correct. drug for their drug addiction. That's correct. And it even said it in the book: "It's not just the niggers." 
it said the whole country, the whole country is so addictive. How do you um, propose, well, I know the answer may be one at a time, but how do you propose that symptometry begin to identify addictive behaviors when so many people are only looking at cocaine or heroin or alcohol? What about the addictive behaviors of sex and money? And some people are even addicted to drama and fighting. I know. That's that's why I mentioned cockfighting. I mentioned mentioned, uh, dogfighting and and all that. I I mentioned that earlier because... I, yes. I mean domestic violence. I'm, no, no, I mean... In oh, the, oh, oh I, see, I see, I see. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. Uh, are you there? Yes, go ahead. Okay, yeah. You see, um, the people whom I treated for domestic violence are very healthy people today. You see... I am a symptometrist. I don't chase symptoms. I go to the root of the symptom and then I clear any abnormality and I clear the offshoots of these abnormalities. That's what I do. So, first, you identify when the addiction Started. The addiction did not start in high school. The addiction did not start in college. These are areas where the addiction blossoms and flourishes. The addiction had a source, and this source started with cerebral anemia. That's why I said cerebral anemia is not only applicable to one particular race. It is general. It is only people who feel threatened, for lack of a better word, by other other people's successes that are afraid that someone from a different race will take their place. There is no such thing as your place. This is planet Earth. It is our home. You have territories. Fine. You have nations. Fine. All right. These are the boundaries. Because you live here, This is your boundary. But whether you like it or not, the law of quantum physics will take effect. There is interpenetration. There is interrelations. There is interactivity. And eventually, we will all go back to being protons, neutrons, and electrons. Mm. Therefore, if you understand this from the purely scientific perspective, 
race will not be an issue at all. The bell curve that was written was written by a person. I, am, I will not say he had some serious mental issues, but he was too myopic, too narrow-minded as a scientist. Such a scientist before me has absolutely no value. A good scientist is one who investigates, is one who investigates the universal truth and uses scientific principles to explain what is happening. And these scientific principles must be independently verifiable. If you are writing something like the bell curve to say that the white man is superior to the black person, uh, this one has a, a higher IQ, is because I say, no, 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 no. I am sorry. You are not a well-baked, a well-rounded scientist. So let us use science to solve this problem. We are not using politics. Politics, we learn this in the ditch. We are using science. Dr. Norty, uh, let's talk about the marijuana. Let's talk yes. about this addiction. Let's talk about this addiction to the marijuana. Um, why is it that so so many people want to get up in the morning and say, they call it now, I don't know if you've ever heard of this term, they call it wake and bake. That means as soon as they wake, they want they know they turn uh frying the brain cells into a joke. They say, I gotta bake. I gotta I gotta light up the oven. They know when they smoke, they feel like the lungs are being lit up. They call it wake and bake. What is this addiction to Smoking marijuana, one, smoking marijuana in the morning. Two, due to some, some, um, you know, the Rastafarians, they use it for religious purposes. They say, well, I just smoke a little bit to meditate, Dr. Nar. Kair, you know, I just, hit the, I, I, I just hit the weed a little bit so I can just get right. They say, so I can get right, so I can meditate. Can you tie in this incessant need and desire of the marijuana to the pleasure principle or the pleasure center of the mind, please? Yes. Um, marijuana is a psychotropic drug. Um, the kind of the kind of brain connectors that it produces is not the same as the brain connectors that are made from amino acids and or a combination of amino acids and minerals. No, 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 no. If you deconstruct marijuana, deconstruct it, and you see what it contains. The difference, the main difference between marijuana and, and, and cocaine is cocaine has a whole lot more nitrogen. That's why it grows very well in the high in the highest altitude of Bolivia. 
where the amount of oxygen is less and where nitrogen is more. And they take it, the people who live in these high elevations have to use cocaine in order to fight, in order to, 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 to overcome uh, 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 mountain sickness, uh, altitude sickness. Now, marijuana, the THC, that is the, that is, that is the signature of marijuana, is nothing more than phosphorus, it's nothing more, nothing more than phosphorus, nitrogen, sulfur, and potassium combined. Is the botanist who researched it, who called it, this, they give a long name, but the name is so long that you just call it THC. The same thing also happens to, uh, the same thing also applies to, to uh, tropane. As far as marijuana is concerned, is the amount of phosphorus that burns slowly as it is mixing with water to produce phosphoric acid. Towards the early hours of the morning, that causes the, 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 the drive, the craze, for something to stop the irritation of the chemical receptors in the brain. If you don't have it, you are going to make the person insane. Please, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Let him have his fix. Let him have it. Phosphorus has mixed with water. The man's brain or the woman's brain is on fire. And then what are you going to do? You are going to lock the person up? The person will be violent in the jail cell. Give him his fix. And then, when you come to symptometry, we'll give you something. I've cured many people of addiction to marijuana, including one who is in this house today. So, I've explained what makes, what causes the craving early in the morning. Okay. What about late night, Dr. Nardi? When I used to smoke, let me say it clearly. When I used to smoke, I never, I never, I never, mes- I never mentioned your name. I never mentioned your name. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm a straight shooter. I don't, I'm a straight shooter. I'm a straight shooter. I, I like mine straight up. I take mine to the head. When I used to smoke, Dr. Nardi, yes. and, and um. I was talking to my cousin the other day, and um, I told him, I was telling him about my progress and my battle with my marijuana addiction. And I said, I told him, I said, look, five weeks, bro, five weeks, no smoking, no smoking for Kair, none. He said, what? I said, yeah, baby. I said, and I don't even have the desire. Like, it's been times where I've, like, stopped smoking in the past 
where I just said, I'm going to see how long I can stop smoking. But the desire was always there. And then when I would succumb to the desire, oh, I called my friend. I'm not going to call his name out. He may be listening. It was many friends I had. Many, many. How you friends doing, too? Because I know y'all listening tonight. How y'all doing? I could call many of my good, trusted smoking buddies. And late at night, oh, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, boy, the smoke would just taste so good and then just let me just sleep so good. But in the morning, I would almost be like a pillow of lead, like I couldn't even hardly get up in the morning, just lethargic. Take take the take about three hours to get my day really started when my energy would be fully back online. What is it about those who like smoking late at night, Doctor Nardi? What's that? A, what is what is that about? No, no, no. You see, everything, everything is based on your clock. Many people are more active at certain, during certain parts of the day and less active during certain parts of the night. So I would not advise, I would not say that all those people who have a lot of phosphoric acid early in the morning will not have a lot of phosphoric acid towards in the, I mean in the evening. No. You are one of those people who had phosphoric acid around that time. That's why I said when I was when I was when I was treating you, I gave you instructions. I said, take it when the urge kicks in. That's what I stated on the bottle. I did not say take it as needed. I said take it when the desire or the urge kicks in. That's a totally different prescription. And when the desire kicked in, this was when the phosphoric acid was at its highest. The particulate that I gave you is made from an acid that I will not tell you. That is why it knocked it out. Dr. Narty, the for me, though, honestly, it, it was when I got the cocaine particulate. See, the people don't know on the radio program that Coach Kair used, uh, used to do cocaine a long time ago. And when we did the show and you were telling the people about the fire ants and how the ants, when they bite you, they leave a, a um, potassium salt. 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 Yeah, that's correct. And then I called you and I said, well, if the salt has never been ionized, what about any other uh, harmful uh, uh, external thing that's not natural to the body if it's not. So I asked you, I said, well, what about cocaine? I haven't done cocaine since 1992. You said, well, it's still in there. And I said, well, I want to start fresh. I want to be clean. And I said, send me something for the cocaine. And that's when I had the cocaine particulate, even though it's been over, what's that, 91, 2001. That's, that's 21 years ago. Since I ever even touched some cocaine, that 
Um, you sent me a big old bottle. That was the biggest bottle of particulars I ever got. <laughs> so I was taken for my um for my for my sinus cavity and yep. um my lactate acid, but mm-hmm. it was when I was taking the cocaine particulate at night at bedtime consistently. I would take the cocaine particulate at night, then I'd get up in the morning and take the um take the ant bite particulate. And, yeah. then I, and then t- twice a week I was taking my A116B uh, formula. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't taste good. I was taking it. And the next thing I noticed, there was no desire. It wasn't just I wasn't smoking because before I got the cocaine particulate and I just had the marijuana, sometimes I just wouldn't take the marijuana particulate. i just go smoke. I had the particulates, but I was still, the craving tended to be stronger. But as soon as I got the cocaine particulate, it seems like the desire just went away. And I went to the club, and this is when I knew I had been two or three weeks had not been smoking, and I said, well, I'm going to this, here's some poetry. And I got to the club, and I normally have a natural sensation to get a drink, a beer, or alcoholic beverage and smoke something before I go to the club. And this is a, over a 20-year habit. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the go to the club without smoking. And I went in the club and had no desire to drink or smoke and was approached numerous times with, we can smoke later or do you want me to buy you a drink or buy you a beer? Because I used to smoke with everybody. and I used to buy everybody drinks. So now mm-hmm. people would just come and want to so-called return the favor, which really is not a favor. And um, I had no desire. So what was going on? with the cocaine particulate that pushed me over the No, head. no, no. You see, you see, look at the cocktail that I gave you. You see, this is why when I'm treating you, please give me the background. Give me, give me, give me a wide area. Cast the net over a wider area. Then, when I am choosing the particulates to treat you, I will know the right combination to help you out. When I was giving you the marijuana particulate, the emphasis was not on the dosage of formula A16B that removes lactic acid. You see, you are a person, you as a person, you are made of nucleic acids. DNA, RNA, these are nucleic acids. You are a pool of acids. Therefore, if I'm going to remove something that is made of strong acids, I will have to combine acids from different sources in order to neutralize the bigger one that also has phosphoric acid. So I am the one treating you for results. So you just enjoy the results and enjoy the ride. Leave the technicalities to me. Hey, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So this well, is why I, this is why this is why when people come to me or or they go to any symptometrist for addiction, symptometry teaches that as the person make the person to volunteer information. But sometimes it's very difficult when the person has not yet warmed up to you to volunteer some information. So 
tell the person, leave a window out there all the time. Say, if you forgot something, please feel free to call me so that we add it to your file. Because in the future, what will, what, what, what will be in your file is what will help you or what will help the symptomatist to cure future diseases. You had measles, just mention it. That's fine. You had chickenpox, mention it. I was beaten by an ant. I was, so, <laughs> several ants bite you anyway. I was beaten by ants, fire, fire ants and all that. Mention it. Because you you never know. So it's because you, you it's because you took your time and you gave me all the various animals that beat you that I was able to find the best way to solve many problems with one or two shots. Hmm. Well, that's why I tell people, be honest. When you call in to get your consultation, tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. And then it, and, and it, it'll go so much faster. And now, so that's my particular testimony is I've been smoking since 1987. 1987. And the only time I stopped smoking weed was when I was in prison and I didn't want it for 13 months. That was the longest. And then I, about four months after that. So the longest... In the longest in twenty twenty some odd years that I've ever not smoked was a fifteen month period, and as my cousin said, I done gave more marijuana away to some people than smoked in their life. <laughs> I don't I don't feel up more blunt than a little bit that I didn't even participate in. So if you really tired of smoking, because you can't take the success, particularly if you smoking. No way. Do you, wanna be, no. do you do you want the success particularly to unlock the DNA qualities of a millionaire or a billionaire that lay latent in your genes? Or do you want to smoke this ten dollar bag of weed? <laughs> and that was you know, what, um, that was the psychological challenge for me that was going on. I was like, Do you know every time and I had a bottle full of success particulates and I'm sitting up here smoking blunts. I said, oh, hell no. Hell no. Go ahead, Dr. Abbott. I really find it fascinating because as I'm looking in the chat room over here, there are, you know, of course, here is reefer is an herb. So, of course, you know, I've heard this many, many times. Reefer is an herb. The herbs in the Bible, God speaks of the herbs. Herbs have to be good for us. You know, so as we know from deconstructive research, that's not true at all. But, Dr. Nardi, could you please address how that is not, even though it's a nerve, but how it can be detrimental in in the way in which it's, it's being used? Oh, yeah. You see, one thing... One thing, one thing is I make, I make, I, I state my position. I believe in God. There is a Creator, and we have been created. Therefore, I'm not one of those scientists who says that uh, there is no God. 
God exists because God is a force. But if you want to put place a human face on God, well, I'm sorry, that is not. I will not share that view with you. I will not share that view with you. As far as herbs are concerned, they have been mentioned in the Bible. The mere fact that it was mentioned in the Bible, and it is not scientific, I am sorry. I am not going. I am not. I'm, I'm, I, I am not le lending any credence to it. No. Because science started with light, started with darkness. And all these were also mentioned in the Bible. The Bible has pluses and has minuses. There are certain portions of the Bible that explains other portions that are not so clear. Read the Bible very well. There is no contradiction. There are certain places, there are certain, there are certain, there are certain verses that shed light on other verses that are not so clear. So what I'm saying about herbs is, if it's mentioned in the Bible, therefore it must be good for us. That is not true. That is not true. Then, please. Don't conclude by saying that, oh, well, then the entire Bible is not true. That's not what I said. Light was mentioned in the Bible. It is true. Darkness was mentioned in the Bible. That is also true. They are miracles. Okay. But I know that the term miracle in science is explainable. In religion, it's not explainable. So don't misquote me. What I'm saying is herbs will have to be taken into the laboratory. It has to be deconstructed in order to know the pluses and the minuses, the downside and the upside in the herb before you pick the part that you want. So if a particular herb was mentioned, fine. Let's take it to the laboratory. Why is this particular herb good? Is it because of the phosphorus? Is it because of the sulfur? Is it because of the nitrogen? What makes this herb good? You have to establish it. If you cannot establish it, then you still have more work to do. So let me get this straight. The THC is made up of phosphorus, sulfur, nitrogen, and potassium. That's correct. And, and the, 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 the nitrogen is lower than the nitrogen in in cocaine. And and, and the nitrogen. Yes, go ahead. And when you have a cocaine addiction. Does that overstimulate the pleasure center of the brain? So when you pull back from the cocaine, the pleasure sense, the, the, the pleasure center of the brain is demanding more low-level nitrogen from the marijuana. So you may smoke more. Is that it? That, that is exactly what is happening because everything requires transition. Everything requires gradual, gradual withdrawal. The same thing also applies to me 
when I'm treating a person who has high blood pressure and has been on pharmaceutical drugs. I don't take the person out away from the drugs immediately. I said, take, I said, take mine Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, and take your pharmaceutical drugs Monday, Wednesday, Friday for about a month, two months, three months, and then let's see how it goes. Then we'll make the switch. So when you are switching from one kind of um, control substance to another, there must be a transition. So from too much nitrogen to a smaller amount of nitrogen until your cells cannot deal with a small amount of nitrogen, just like the, you have nitrogen in the protein, all the protein foods that you have have nitrogen, but they have a smaller amount of nitrogen compared to the amount of nitrogen in, in, in marijuana, in heroin, in, uh, in cocaine, in nicotine, and in methamphetamine. Ooh, I better let I better let some of these callers get in here tonight. They saying, "Man, you just dominating the whole line, Kyrie." All right, the calling number three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. I know y'all got some questions. Come on with it. Let's get busy. This is the Symptometry Night, eight o'clock. Thanks for everybody for joining. I'm looking in the chat room right now. See what else we got. Oh, they want to know about the hookah. They want to know about the hookah, Doctor Abbott. They got the hookah. They, you know, smoking on this. Um, they say, well, it's not herb, but I'm, I'm, I got my tobacco on it. Uh, we don't want to leave out the cigarettes and the nicotine. Go ahead and get some of that too before I open the lines up. You know, the hookah. They say, oh, well, I'm not smoking a cigarette. I'm just putting some of this tobacco on here. You know, <laughs> the hookah bars and all. Yeah. Yeah, the hookah yeah, bars but... is a big thing right now, Doctor Nardi. They're making a whole lot of money at the hookah bar. And you know what, Doctor Nardi? People think they look sexy. They just do the hookah bar. It's sexy, and they the, the water's the water's blowing. They say it's cleaning the the water is in there, Kyrie, and it's cleaning that smoke. What do you have to say yes. about the water cleaning the smoke, Doctor Hardy? Well, the water cleaning the smoke. Well, if you you just get a rush right now, then you crash later. You it's cleaning the smoke. You get a rush now, and you crash later. That's how it is. Like that. Let's see what we got on here. I remember last time we opened up the lines when we had a we had a marijuana call. Let's see what let's see how this goes tonight. Um let's all keep our etiquette in place because <clears throat> I'm still running the boards and I I will handle this with a ratchet. Uh caller from the three three six Oh yeah, I will. Three three six five five three. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Good evening. This is Clint Henson. I'm glad to uh Glad to enjoy this program tonight. It's really, really pertinent to a lot of things a lot of us have been concerned with for a long time. It's good to see that there are keys to unlocking what seems like an enigma. And you guys are doing a great job. As grandfather, I am very proud of you. I uh, I can't tell you that the, net, the, the information that you've passed so far is just immeasurable in the benefit of, that it gives you in being able to study things that are so close to the heart of so many of us. And uh, when we consider that we have been targeted by the uh, powers that be to uh, be bound in the chains of addiction, uh, you guys are doing a great job in uh, 
and providing everyone with keys to liberation. And I applaud you. I thank you so much. Oh, thank you also, Cleaner. I didn't say Henson Cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. My pleasure indeed, Dr. Nardi. Good talking to you. Kaya, no, thank you, thank sir. You. Thank you. you guys are doing a wonderful job. Thank you so thank you, much. Brother. Thank you. You know we keep it. You know we keep it on the third rail around here. That's how I was taught. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, you guys are definitely in contact. This is a dream come true. Caller from the five one two five seven one two two four. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the five seven one two two four. Your microphone is wide open. Welcome to the show. All righty, we're moving on. Caller from the five seven one going once, going twice. We'll see you. Next caller from the three zero one two five seven. Your microphone is wide open. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the three zero one two five seven. Do you have a question or a comment for for us tonight? Caller from the three zero one two five seven. Hello. Going once, going twice. Next caller. Caller from the nine four one six two three. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and caller for please? Hey, hello, Keith Brothers, Jonathan from Southwest Florida. <laughs> this is a dream come true. One of my other blow-it-down brothers. What's up, bro? I'm five weeks clean, baby. Oh, man. As soon as I heard that, I hit the one button. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> the clock? Caught in five yeah. weeks? I mean, that is, that's music to my ears, man. I'm telling you. That is, that is such motivation for me. Um, I had a question. I've been reading through um, Downside of Nutrition, and I was just, just kind, of, kind of stuck on the last two pages of the book. Okay. And uh, it was just like very profound words with just meanings and messages were just popping out popping out at me. And um, um, you mentioned the seven fronts. So... If you could like maybe briefly explain explain the seven fronts and how addiction affects these areas of the body, mind. Okay. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is a very simple way of always remembering the seven fronts. It's a very simple way. Always remember spomes. Spomes. Spomes, S P O M M E S. Spomes. M E S. Yes, Spomes, yes. The first X is for sexual. P is for physical. O is for organ. All your internal organs in in your skin. M for mental. The second M for metabolic. E for emotional. And F for systemic, the system, the circulatory system, 
the lymphatic system, the urinary system, and so on and so forth. The, the nervous system. So you have to be healthy on all these seven fronts. Okay. It's not a matter of just being healthy on the physical level. Now, when it comes to addiction, everything starts from the brain, and then it goes through the system, through the body. The addiction is a slow march to self-destruction, where the whole body is being dragged slowly but surely into the lake. That is, what an, that is what an addiction is. No part is spared. No part is spared. You have addiction to sex? Fine. Your mind will be affected sooner or later. I have many people who are addicted to sex, and their memory is not the best. The memory is not the best. And then, after the memory, their metabolism will not be the best. Their digestive system will not be the best. The food that they used to eat and they enjoy, all of a sudden, the same foods will make them sick. As far as the physical aspect is concerned, okay, what are you doing with your addiction? You have spent so much energy. You've spent so much energy in one area instead of distributing energy throughout your whole body. What do you do when you are addicted to sex? You are harnessing and using energy from the brain, your mental energy, your digestive energy, your physical energy, your chewing energy, your focus energy, your alertness energy, all these energies are going for only one destination, the reproductive organ, and that's it. Mm. That's, that's why after intercourse, you have spent so much energy that you have to rest for a while just to replenish one-third of what you have spent. And if you don't have a replenishing technique, many of your cells will collapse. Mm. You begin to have dry skin. You begin to have dry feet. You begin to have dry nails. Dry hair, dry, 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 dry. Your cells have collapsed, and lithiasis and calcareous deposits are preventing water from getting into your cells, or waste from getting out of your cells, and on and on and on. You will not be a very healthy person. Mm. Very profound. Thank you, dear. Yeah, and I do, I do want to add on since you mentioned the dryness because uh, I was am getting treated for um, the dry skin related yeah. or call it eczema. Yeah. I don't even like to call diseases by their name anymore, but um, it's it's I've, I've 
I'm, I'm cured. You know, I can honestly say that <laughs> symptomology has cured something that I've been dealing with since childhood, and it's you know it's just amazing. So um, I'm just happy to um, to state that for the record there. But you so, see, um, uh, thank, thank you, thank, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, this is the problem that we have in symptometry. If you don't come and give your testimony, we cannot solicit your testimony because we live in a country where people are so cynical. Right. It's, people are so cynical. So. We have killed so many diseases. Look at look at this man. Look at this man who has been hiccuping, hiccuping, hiccuping for 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 four years. Huh? Hiccuping. And he came, and he stopped hiccuping after the first treatment. I thought maybe the treatment would go a little bit longer. No, the hiccuping stopped after the first treatment. Look at this man. With bladder cancer. Look at this man with throat cancer. Where are they? People want to know what symptomatic has done for them. No, but they will not be like you. Mm. They will not be like you. They are quiet, and that's it. To them, it's their private business. Okay, I understand. But let people know that the word cure should be used. A person who has, had, who has had eczema since he was a child, seven years, eight years, nine years old, and he's now 38, 41, 42, 45. Eczema is no longer an issue. Say that it has been cured. Yeah. And enjoy your skin. Look at your skin. Look at your skin. And enjoy. Look at it. And you compare and contrast right there. Yeah it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been a nice, amazing journey here. Um, it was one paragraph that really stood out to me in this book on page 64, and I probably read it like 50 times in the last two or three days. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is, no molecule can remove calculus and cellular debris from the cells. That's correct. Mechanical products. Vitamins and pharmaceutical drugs are molecules. This is why they can't remove blockages from the cells. That's correct. Hurt healthy on all the seven fronts. That's correct. And, God damn. I just had to go outside and take a walk and just like, wow. <laughs> and it was like, we're taking all these herbs and, and, and drugs and thinking we're curing and helping the problem when really we're just kind of maybe washing over the cells, if that. Exactly. They are molecules. They are not subatomic particles. They are molecules. Relocation. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Dr. Abbott, what you say? They're just relocating them? It's called, it's, it's a relocation process. So it's like, you know, musical chairs, you know, they have you, you have a circle of people and you move from one chair to the next. So that's that's essentially what happens is that the the symptom relocates to another part of the body and it manifests because the um the blockage has never really been addressed. 
but so, so mm-hmm. but, but the but the symptom is, you know, there's more blood and, and things of that nature brought 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 to the area based upon the molecule, but the lithiasis, the stone, the gout, and the tofu and wax, they it had it doesn't get addressed. So that's mm-hmm. what that's how it shows up. So yeah. So yeah, that's um that's my bit for tonight. I'll keep listening and uh, if I have another question I'll tap in. Thank you all guys. Keep going, Kair. Talk to you soon, uh, bro. No, uh, thank you, thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. It's good to hear your voice. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Okay. Uh uh C I just wanna let I just wanna let C know for the record too, you know, um I have brought the white crane cheek guns back out off the off the shelf. Um we're going <laughs> We're going back in, and um, we're going to run them for two weeks, and then we're going to jump back on the monk sets for two weeks. And then my brother Tigo just got back from China uh, talking about his Fajing experience. I know a lot of people, I told him today when he used the word Fajing, I don't have ten people in the United States that I can even use the word Fajing with in conversation. You know, yeah. I'm so in love with Dr. Abbott that I can even, you know, speak that language. You know, Cypher won't answer the phone all the time, but um, some of the healing that they are doing with the chi in China that the brother was um, let me know about really validated, you know, the significance of the work that we have to do dealing with these energy blockages as far as the energy and restoring the level of optimum wellness to the blood by strengthening it through the breath. And we must team up and support Dr. Nardi with our own brand of healing with the bone marrow washing and um and and, and many other other things that, you know, I'm not gonna speak about right now, but I just wanna let you know I'm getting ready to put this uh hunger attitude back up in the back up in the building. <laughs> and 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 uh, you you have to know that uh, energy energy plays a, a very very important role in symptometry. Energy plays a very important role in symptometry. So uh, this is why we work uh, as a team as far as the uh, relax uh, the, the relaxation technique is concerned, the emotional freedom technique is concerned, and. Uh, any other thing that will help also in the trauma area, you know. So, uh, so one is working directly at the cellular level, another is working at the energy level, and then eventually at the nurturing level, and then you have a complete person. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, sir. Yeah, doc, yeah Dr. Nardi and uh, Dr. Abbott, y'all think I'm something. Y'all wait till y'all get a load of uh, Seabock Jonathan right there. He he. Yeah, I'm just a little nuclear reactor, you know. I'm, I'm on his office. I'm just going to, but we're getting ready. To, uh, we're getting ready to make some things start happening, and uh, especially when me and Doctor Abbott take this AccuGraph on the road and uh, start lighting up these Christmas trees around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me get back to the. Uh, let me get back to the next caller. The lines are still lighting up. See, about you just hold. You, you just hold back if you need something. Just uh, press one twice and I'll see you. 
Uh, next caller is from the 954-701. 954-701. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the 954-701. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, the name is, the name is Howard Phillips. I'm calling from South Florida. All right, we can barely hear you, sir. Okay, can you hear me better now, sir? <laughs> No, sir. You're gonna to have to talk louder, or take your phone off a of speakerphone, or something like that. Okay, let me see. Oops. Um, are you are you hearing me any better? Just a little better. Thank you. Okay. Good. 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 Good night, uh, Coach Perry. How you doing? All is well, big brother. How you feeling tonight? <laughs> I'm doing fine, man. And um, Doctor Naughty, how are you doing, Doctor Naughty? Oh, fine, sir. Fine, sir. Fine, sir. Well. Uh, good, 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 great. Um, I got two questions to ask you. Um, and it's about um, spices and the brain. Cause I hear it's, a, it's, 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 it's about spices. Yes, and the and the brain. Oh, spices and the brain. Yes, because you okay, um, good, good. Uh-huh. you yeah, I heard you talk about the um too much um spikes on the brain. Um, yeah, I I like to know um, the if spice have any negative or any positive effect on the brain. That's that would be question number one. And question number two is this: I have some coworkers that they smoke, they eat pasta, they eat cheese, they drink alcohol, but they have a sharp memory. Then and, and these coworkers are white people, but they have a very sharp memory. They bring very sharp. And I mean, one or two of them have really good math, math and stuff like that. But they have good memory and they're pretty sharp. But they eat very bad, and they um, eat a lot of cheese, pot, they smoke, and alcohol. I don't smoke, I don't drink, but yes, I do have my blood pressure and I have cholesterol. You know. Okay. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we, yeah, I, I think you know you took a point of talking to because uh, we spoke the other day. But these guys, but for me, my, I am not as sharp as these guys. <laughs> I don't remember like these guys. So I like to know why some people break the rules in terms of drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, and you know he's bad, but still have a sharp memory. Okay. Even after that, one of them, one of them got to bypass surgery, uh, surgery, but his memory is still sharp. He's like in the sixties. So those are the two main questions. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing you have to understand is that the people, your coworkers, they have a very sharp, they have a very sharp memory, and they drink alcohol and do that fine. But when you, but you are not in the bathroom with them, are you? You are not in the bathroom. No, with them. no, 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 no. Okay. No. When when they take off their clothes, you don't know whether they have a boil on their butt, right? That's true. Okay, you don't know whether uh, the uh, you don't know whether there is something wrong. There is something at the back of their knee. Maybe maybe the, the skin is peeling off. You don't know. You don't know whether their 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 heel is dry. You don't know. You don't know whether when they sleep when they sleep at night they have dry throat. Or very dry mouth, and they have to keep drinking water just to just to just to just to, just to go through the night. You don't know mm-hmm. that, so it's only what you see at work. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, 
they, they use they use their, their mind to show that yes they, they, they are sharp they can answer questions that they can remember this they can remember that you know and sometimes they do some calculations without any without a, without using a calculator at all you know yep, yep. so 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 you are you are looking at only one hundredth one hundredth of the equation and that's it so that's not good enough mm-hmm. the alcohol that they are drinking you don't know their wives their wives did not come to tell you whether they are good in bed or not they did not come and tell you that If you like, if you like, I can go on and on and on. You see, so st- please, 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 sir, stop looking at people in your office and you say, oh, uh, this, this, this person drinks alcohol, but he's very, his mind is very sharp, and this and that. Don't do that. Don't do that. There are so many factors that go into health. And once you are not privy, to all these factors, once you don't have access to these factors, just say one thing. Mm-hmm. They, they have a sharp mind. That's it. Stop right there. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as spices is co- as far as spices are concerned, one thing, one thing I would advise you is that there are, dif- there are different, different kinds of spices, but the mm-hmm. ones there are different different kinds of spices, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the the spices. One second. There are different different kinds of spices, but the spices that are very detrimental to the brain are the very very hot peppers. Very very hot peppers. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend I would recommend very strongly that you eat uh, uh, mild. Uh, spices, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't don't eat, don't don't go for the very hot ones. You know, I see people, I <laughs> I see people who eat a lot of hot spices when the weather is very cold. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in Chicago, and oh, <clears throat> the weather is very cold. So uh, add add a few more spices. Yes. But you are going to suffer from stenosis. Sooner or later, you're going to suffer from stenosis, narrowing of the blood vessels. Okay. Narrowing of the blood vessels. So now you need a lot of blood to go into the brain. But Uh because you eat very spicy foods, a very small amount of blood is going to certain parts of your brain. This is going to affect your mental performance. This is going mm-hmm. to affect your intellectual performance. Mm. Okay, that's good to know. You see, so please, mm-hmm. if I am the kind of person who is always uh, on top of his game, I, I'm not forgetful, I, I know exactly what to do, what to do next, and, and follow the chain of command and all that is because I don't eat spicy food. I, mm-hmm. My food is always mildly spiced. Mm-hmm. I don't eat strong sugars. 
I don't drink sodas. I don't drink mm-hmm. alcohol. I don't drink coffee. I mm-hmm. don't drink tea. Mm-hmm. So if I drink any juice at all, it's pineapple juice or mango juice. And later on, I drink water and I am fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't do alcohol and I, I don't do um, coffee nor tea neither. Um, I, I've been drinking that ginger juice that I really talked about, the ginger drink. Yes. Yes, I drink a lot of that. I, uh, I drink, drink a lot of ginger drink and uh, sort of um, pineapple juice and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't do um, teas nor, nor stuff like that. Okay. So this means that you have, you, you have all the qualifications to be a healthy man. So now, when you come to symptometry, we'll, we'll, show, you, we'll, we'll show you a few more tricks so that you, you'll, be, you'll be ahead of your game. Don't worry, Coach. Coach Carrier said um, that I talk about the train. Well, I am on the train. I'm just uh, going to visit my particulates. So um, I, as soon as I spoke to your secretary and get my particulates, you know, then um, I'll be on my way. I, <laughs> so um, pretty much what I'm doing now, I'm going to purchase the book, um, The Downside of Nutrition. But I, That's correct. I want to get my brain um back in shape first before I purchase any more books so I can when I that's right. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's but good. um thanks so much for the message um the information on the spices because I was really um concerned about the spice. And I also oh, okay. about about herb. What is a good herb though? What what would it qualify as a good herb? Hold on, hold on hold, on hold on one second, Dr. Nardi before you answer that. We got two minutes well, we got 90 seconds before everybody needs to call in, 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. If you want to catch the answer to this question about what is a good herb, you better call in because the live stream is going to stop in one minute. So if you're in the chat room, please call in. Uh, Mr. Make It Happen, could you type that number in the room for me, 347-205-9089. I do got to give a big shout out to Mr. Make It Happen Radio.com uh, for assisting Coach Kyrie in this brilliant work that I've been going, got, I got going on. I always can depend on that brother. He's an entrepreneur, a fine young man, and he's an honor to his mother and father. So I just want to give a shout out to Mr. Make It Happen Radio. And uh, Dr. Nardi, could you go ahead and answer that question? What is a good herb? Oh, right. <laughs> First, you have to know that I come from a line of herbalists. Right, right. So I don't say bad things about herbalists because that was where I also started. But the difference is that I did not end there. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. One thing about herbalists is they form secret clans oh. where they keep the where they keep the information within the clan. Okay. If you don't speak their language, if you don't come from their clan, they will not teach Ooh. you. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> the masonry, yeah, masonry, right? <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Come true. <laughs> 
So this was this was how I was able to compile all these things that I'm making available through the American School of Symptometry. If you if you become a student, I will show you the good herbs. But since you are on radio and you want to know a few of them, I will tell you. Okay. I appreciate it, Dr. Nadi. Your godsend comes. All right. For instance, if you don't, if you have kidney stones, you have to go for liptotriptics. Liptotriptics 